When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to History of College Football Podcast. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss the college football history of the Purdue Boilermakers. This program is synonymous with the saying, you gotta be kidding me. One national championship, one moniker quarterback you, statistically speaking, one of the greatest teams ever, Two stunning upsets over the number one ranked team in the nation, one stunning loss when they were ranked number one, one incredibly long fumble return, one of the most remarkable turnarounds you'll ever see, one old oaken bucket, and of course, one Victorian-style locomotive for a season 1887. National Championships won. 1931, unclaimed. An unclaimed national championship occurs when a team has been named a national champion by a pole or a major selector, but the school itself does not claim it. Heisman Trophy winners, zero. Best coach, Knowlton Ames, 1881 to 1892, 12-0, won 100% of his games. In two years, Coach Ames' version of the Boilermakers went undefeated, untied. It is simply impossible to get better than that. Coach Ames' teams were never challenged as they won in dominant style by an average score of 48 to nothing in 1891 and 40-3 in 1892. But special attention must be paid to one other coach, Jack Mollenkopf, 1956 to 1969, 84 wins, 34 losses, and nine ties, and won 67% of his games against in-state rivals Indiana and Notre Dame. Coach Mollenkopf dominated, going 11-2-1 against Indiana and 10-4 against Notre Dame. He guided the Boilermakers to a Rose Bowl win in 1967 and a number one ranking through the first three games of 1968. Most stunning win. Purdue 28, Notre Dame 14, October 7, 1950. Purdue entered the game 0-1 and a 20-point underdog. Notre Dame was 1-0, number one in the nation, riding a 39-game unbeaten streak and was the defending national champions. Irish coach Frank Leahy teams had won three of the four previous national championships and was 61-3-5 at Notre Dame. No one could have expected what unfolded in the first half. Playing in the mist and rain at South Bend, where the Irish had not lost in eight years, Purdue jumped out to a 21-0 halftime lead. And this is with the Purdue touchdown that was called back on a penalty and an 85-yard drive that fell short at the one-yard line. Purdue's Hank Stram, offensive coordinator, and coach Stu Holcomb developed a moving pocket around the 5'9 quarterback, Dale Samuels. The strategy worked. But attention must be paid to one other game. Purdue 16, Michigan 14, November 6, 1976. Purdue entered the game 3-5 and five and had just lost to Michigan State 45-13. Michigan was 8-0, number one in the nation, and had outscored their opponents 352-58, playing at home in front of 57,205 fans, which is 12,000 short of capacity. Purdue built a 13-7 halftime lead. The halftime score sent alarms throughout the college football landscape. As the game was not televised, on-campus students filed into the stadium for the start of the third quarter to see if the upset was going to occur. Now, the now-capacity crowd watched the third quarter unfold in stunned disbelief 
as on the opening drive of the second half, the Wolverines drove down the field, but the Boilermakers had a goal line stand. And this raised the level of shockwaves across the nation even more. At the game's end, a missed Wolverine field goal sent thousands of fans storming onto the field. Most stunning loss. Ohio State 13, Purdue 0, October 12, 1968. Purdue entered the game 13-point favorites, 3-0, number one in the nation, having been ranked number one all season long, with wins against Virginia 44-6, number two Notre Dame 37-22, and Northwestern 43-6. Ohio State entered the game 2-0, number four in the nation. In front of over 84,000 at Ohio State, the Boilermakers' powerful offense, led by quarterback Mike Phipps and running back Leroy Keyes, was stymied all day long. Best team. 1891 Purdue Boilermakers 4-0. Coach Nolan Ames' version of the Boilermakers was simply never challenged. They shut out every opponent. Each win was a blowout, 44-0 over Wabash, 30-0 over DePauw, and that was their closest call all season, 60-0 over Indiana, and 58-0 over Butler. Statistically speaking, this was one of the greatest teams of all time, as they won by an average score of 48-0. But attention must be paid to five other teams. 1892 Purdue Boilermakers 8-0. The next season, Coach Ames unleashed another powerhouse that won all of its games, shut out four teams, and never allowed a team more than six points in any game all season. Except for a 12-6 defeat of Illinois in the opening game, no team got within 24 points of the Boilermakers. Then there was the 1929 Purdue Boilermakers 8-0. Coach James Phelan version of the Boilermakers shut out four of the eight teams they faced. They had two All-Americans, halfback Pest Welch and tackle Elmer Slight. They defeated Michigan for the first time since 1892, 30-16, and again, this was 1929. They finished with the only outright conference title in Boilermaker history. And then there was the 1931 Purdue Boilermakers, 9-1. Coach Noble Kaiser's version of the Boilermakers was awarded the national championship by one major selector. They shut out six of the ten teams they faced. They had two first-team All-Americans and Paul Moss, and center Oki Miller. And then there was the 1943 Boilermakers. Coach Elmer Burnham's version of the Boilermakers never allowed a team to get within seven points. His defenses shut out four of the nine teams they faced, and they finished number five in the nation. And finally, there was the 1966 Purdue Boilermakers, 9-2. and two. Coach Jack Melenkoff's version of the Boilermakers, led by quarterback Bob Greasy, only lost two games to powerhouses number eight Notre Dame and number two Michigan State. They defeated USC in the Rose Bowl and finished number seven in the nation. Best player. The Boilermakers hold a solid claim as they hold the moniker Quarterback U. Three quarterbacks have won four Super Bowls. Lenny Dawson won Super Bowl IV. Bob Greasy won Super Bowl VII and VIII. And Drew Brees won Super Bowl XLIV. So there was quarterback Len Dawson, quarterbacks Bob Greasy and Mike Phipps, both of whom finished second in Heisman voting, quarterback Mark Herman, who finished fourth in Heisman voting, quarterback Kyle Orton, who was the only Purdue quarterback to start four bowl games, and quarterback Chris Everett, who led the NCAA in total offense in 1985. But for us, the choice is between two players, one a quarterback and one not a quarterback. Running back Leroy Keyes, 1966-1968. Leroy Keyes finished second in Heisman voting in 1968. Keyes led the Boilermakers to the first Rose Bowl in 1966. He set school records for career touchdowns, 37 points, 222, and all-purpose yards, 3,757. He was the first Boilermaker to rush for 1,000 yards in a season. He made his mark on defense as well, playing cornerback. Key set a school record at Purdue, the longest fumble return by a Boilermaker, 95 yards. But 
we give the nod to quarterback Drew Brees, 1977-2000. Drew Brees passed for 11,972 yards and 90 touchdowns. He set 19 Purdue passing records, 13 Big Ten conference records. He tied an NCAA record, longest pass, 99 yards, and set an NCAA pass record for pass attempts in a game, 83. He was a two-time Heisman finalist, two-time Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year, and won the Maxwell Award as the nation's most outstanding player in 2000. Rival, Indiana Hoosiers. The in-state rivals first played in 1891. Purdue won 60 nothing. The next year, Purdue won 68 nothing. The next year, Purdue won 64 nothing. Indiana got its first win of the series in 1899, a 17-5 victory. They play for the old Oaken Bucket. Hullabaloo won. Coach Elmer Burnham had one of the most unusual coaching tenures in the history of college football. Though he coached only two seasons. His first season in 1942, the Boilermakers won one game. They went 1-8. The lone win was a one-point defeat of Northwestern. In one of the most remarkable turnarounds you will ever see, his second season, the Boilermakers ran the table, going 9-0. Hullabaloo 2. As we mentioned, Purdue's first season was in 1887. Their first coach was a 23-year-old, Albert Berg. Why did they hire a 23-year-old as their first coach? Well, this is because he was a student at Princeton. At the time, Princeton was a football powerhouse in the 1870s and 1880s. Berg was a deaf mute and had one week to prepare his 12 students for the first game. Purdue lost that game 48-6 to Butler. Mascot, the Boilermaker Special, a Victorian-style locomotive, and it was designed in 1930 by a student to honor the school's engineering disciplines. In 1891, when Purdue defeated Wabash 44-0, a headline meant really as an insult referenced Purdue as the Hurley Boilermakers. The school shortened the name to the Boilermakers, hence their nickname. In 1956, Pistol Pete took to the sidelines and is a student dressed with an enormous head and a hammer. Thank you for listening to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.